probably of all of uh, St. Paul's letters, I think, that this first one that we read today here from the Philippians, at least in my own life, is something that I identify with very closely. And you've kind of heard me say it in multiple ways before, I suppose, um, recently saying something to the effect like, um, you know, the Lord has already won. He's already conquered sin and death that we're just part of the cleanup effort, something that I heard from another priest before. Um, but I've marveled a lot recently and have mentioned a lot recently the um, two youngest visionaries at Fatima, St. Jacinta and in St. Francisco. And it just, their fixation on getting to heaven, you know. And if you want to get to heaven, there's the great impl implication that you're going to die. And they so willingly embrace that. And I wonder about that a lot in my own life because I really do long to be in heaven. But <laughs> there's times where I think that the Lord has a fit. I, was, I have a feeling that I'm going to be on earth a long time. I could be really wrong about that, right? I could get hit by a car after this mass or something like that, going to hear confessions across the street or something. But for some reason, I have a sense that, like St. Paul said, that there's work to be done. And, uh, and that's really our goal. Is our, our goal is to continue to work towards getting others to heaven. And, uh, you know, the reason I get a little upset about these things is that it's so much easier to make a mistake than it is to do things the right way. Just as it's easier to tear something down is a lot easier than the time it takes to build something up. Uh, you think about if you've ever seen a building being destroyed, it, it happens in a matter of seconds. Um, but to build it, it takes months and months and months. And as I think about Jesus talking about humility, if we've ever made a great mistake in our life, just think about how hard and long it's taken to claw your way back to the right place. Uh, it can be really, really difficult and hard. And I was, I was discussing with the gentleman in the sacristy before about, many of you know this about my life, and some of you do not know this, but it's not hard to find out because the archdiocese has been doing little bios on me for years. So you see these things pop up. But, but I was once married before. I was married for, for three years, uh, just after college. And then when I had moved here to Portland, I had to get an annulment. That was an extremely humbling, long, and difficult process. And some of you here, I'm sure, have been through that process as well. And it's extremely humiliating in, in many ways um, because you examine your own life. How did, how did you get to that place? You kind of have to write a biography. You have to do all of these different things. And it's a long and detailed, detailed process. Usually the minimum is it takes about a year to go through that. But for some people who have more complex situations, it takes a lot longer than that. And it's, it's a very hard thing to go through. <laughs> and I think it just reminds us all today about how important what Jesus is saying is taking kind of a lower place <laughs> and, um, and realizing, I think about this in our mistakes, 
that we just don't know everything. Uh, that we don't always have all the knowledge, that we don't always have all the answers. And sometimes when we take that, that high place, that, high, that place of honor, or, or that place of consultation, where people come to us to ask us questions that, you know, um, we've got to be humble in that and realize that we don't always have all the answers. Even if people come to us for answers, you might be somebody in your life that, that, that people see as a, as a place of wisdom. But you always have to check that with realizing that, you know, we're, we're not God. Uh, we don't have his, his wisdom. And, and we always seek to look at some of the most difficult parts of our life, some of the lowest parts of our life, to realize how difficult um, even our own lives have actually been perhaps where we've come from or where we've erred, um, because sometimes we could, we could be pretty prideful and be like, hey, you know, I think I got it all together. I'm doing pretty darn well. And then all of a sudden you make some really dumb mistake and it all comes crashing down. And sometimes it takes a lot of effort to crawl back up out of that hole. I think I gave you all the story one time before about um, being with a couple of my friends in the car and we went down to the bottom of a hill on a snowy day into a valley and we really shouldn't have done that in this two-wheel drive little car that we had and so once we got to the back we tried to get back up the hill and it took hours and hours for what, what happened in seconds took hours to reverse like I said we had a frisbee and a reusable shopping bag in each other and we basically dug up frozen dirt from the side of the road after digging through snow and laid tracks in front of the car and then one person got in the car the two of us pushed and maybe a hundred feet by a hundred feet we got back up the hill it took us at least three hours to get out of the mess that we'd made and before mass um we make a prayer of intention back there and um and, you know, it's always kind of a nice, uh, a wonderful time as we pray before, before we enter into Mass. And I always include the Hail Mary. And at the end, I ask the intercession of Our Lady of Humility. Our Lady of Humility is the patroness of the North American College in Rome, of both the, the main campus and then also the Casa Santa Maria, where I was this past year. And we have a beautiful image of Our Lady of Humility there that's a great reminder of that. And so... My time there had really driven that home to me, that humility is so important in our lives. And, uh, and so that's, that's, you know, Archbishop Sample always prays Our Lady, uh, to Our Lady uh, seat, of, seat of Wisdom, is, is who he always asks for the intercession of um, before we offer Masses. And so I think that each one of us, there, there's, there's aspects of Our Lady that, that really call to us and, and are at home for us. And for me, it's Our Lady of Humility. And, and I think it was my very first Sunday homily here that I read this, but I said, in this, in this gospel on humility that Jesus gives us, I think it's no more of an appropriate day to, to read the litany of humility once again with all of you, especially as we go into uh, the election coming up. I know, I absolutely know how difficult and what a crisis of con conscience this has been for many, is a very difficult time, <laughs> you know, in the church, a very difficult election. But 
I think if we keep this humility, our lady of humility, the message of the gospel that Jesus gives in humility in our hearts, that will lead us to, to the truth, which is Jesus Christ, which is life itself. And so some of you know this, but perhaps you'll, you'll join me in this. And before I forget, actually, I got a message, message from our summer seminary in Justin Echevarria this morning that if you follow Catholic News Agency, there's been like a little outbreak of, of COVID at the North American College. And so a, a bunch of people are being tested on Monday. And so he asked for my prayers. And so I'd also like to recruit your I figured my prayers would be more power, powerful if I also recruit your prayers as well. And so he asked for the prayers of, you know, just protection for him, for all of the guys as they kind of test. And hopefully they can keep things kind of under control um, there. But again, like I said, the patroness of the North American College is Our Lady of Humility. So, so please join me in, in praying the Litany of Humility today. O oh Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the, from the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that in, the, that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. God bless you all.